All right. Jason Whitlock still filling in for Uncle Jimmy. Keep Uncle Jimmy in your prayers. He's recovering. Uh, I think we'll hear from him via Skype next week. Uh, we still had an amazing week of shows, even without Uncle Jimmy. Uh, it started on Monday when I went after ESPN and NFL Hall of Famer Randy Moss for crying on TV about an email John Gruden sent to Bruce Allen about D. Marie Smith. Tears for jeers. Listen to this fire starter. Uh, there is a bright side to Randy Moss's tearful, John Gruden-inspired performance on Sunday NFL Countdown. At least ESPN didn't demand the Hall of Fame receiver wear a dress while pretending to be emotionally devastated over a 10-year-old comment in a private email that had zero to do with Randy Moss. And by the way, I'm spelling Randy with an I at the end. Uh, in the emasculation assault being waged against black men, Randy, that's Randy with an I, his crocodile tears are a tiny sign of progress. Tears for jeers, you get that tears for jeers? Has seemingly replaced the long popular tactic of black comedians in drag. Moss joins his ESPN football colleague and social media tough guy, Ryan Clark, in feigning distraught over inconsequential racial comments. On Sunday, Moss was brought to tears when discussing an email Gruden fired off in 2011 to an NFL executive. In the email, Gruden called NFL PA Executive Director DeMarie Smith dumb and said his enormous lips were enormous. Uh, last year, Clark was reduced to tears when retelling the story of his collegiate son being called the N-word by a random white woman who was driving her car through a fast food drive through window. The lack of crying in baseball is being made up for by ESPN's Tears for Jeers campaign that was originally culturally appropriated by Kirk Herbstreet at the behest of race bait queen Maria Taylor. Kirk, I'm, I'm sorry I had to reference you in this. I, I respect you, but I gotta keep it real. Uh, but let's not kid ourselves. This important Tears for Jeers campaign should be credited to the great black messiah, St. George Floyd, who died for all of white man's sins, including Gruden's salty emails. Tears for Jeers is one of the tangible benefits of living in 2021 AG, after George. Before George, commonly referred to as BG, men didn't shed fake tears on national television unless they were reading from a script. The crucifixion of George Floyd and his resurrection as a symbol of divinity made victimhood more easily accessible and desirable for the average black male celebrity. On Sunday, Moss used Gruden's leaked email to ascend through the pearly gates of victimhood. With a performance that delighted his white co-workers, Samantha Ponder, Teddy Bruschi, Matt Hasselbeck, and Rex Ryan, Moss loosed his emotions like Angela Bassett in the movie Waiting to Exhale. Take, take a listen to this. We talk about leadership. We give guys these big contracts 
because they want to be able to lead 70 men, coaches, equipment staff, and managers to the number one goal, and that's to win the championship. And for us to be moving back and not forward in 21st century, like I said, man, National Football League, this hurts me. The clock is ticking, man. I'm sorry. For us to be moving back, not forward, you know, we went 10 years into John Gruden's emails, and we found racism in those emails from John Gruden back. We're not looking forward. We're not moving forward. The NFL, this hurts. This, this hurts. Those emails hurt me. Didn't they hurt you? I mean, oh my God. He said, Demore Smith has big lips. Oh my God. Can you believe that? Demore Smith has big lips. And he said it in an email. Moss, of course, is angry and hurt because a decade ago, while an employee at ESPN, Gruden wrote an email to a Washington executive that said Smith had lips the size of Michelin tires. I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. Smith's soup coolers are more Firestone than Michelin. I, you know, <laughs> Michelin, I mean, I also think this whole incident is grossly exaggerated. Gruden told ESPN that he uses the term rubber lips to describe liars. I don't buy that excuse. Rubber tongue? I would buy that. Gruden was talking about the size of Smith's lips. They're enormous. Gruden is a football coach. Language is brutal and raw in a football environment. It's not remotely PC. Randy Moss has heard football coaches, executives, and players, black and white, say far worse things than Dee Marie Smith has enormous lips. Randy Moss has said far worse things. We all have. I know I have. ESPN's conversation about Gruden's email is one of the most dishonest and unsophisticated TV discussions I've ever seen. And that's a big statement considering in the past decade, we've been fed endless TV segments that pretend police violence is the most lethal and pervasive threat to black men. Sam Ponder wondered how the Raiders could play a football game with such heavy hearts after learning that Gruden's eyes could recognize the enormity of Smith's lips. Bruschi insinuated that he would have trouble playing for Gruden because of Gruden's 2020 vision. Moss should win an Academy Award for Best Leading Actor and Ponder and Bruschi should win Best Supporting Actors. But. And we didn't play the, I wish we had played the full clip because I would love for you to see what Brewski said, what, what, what Matt Hasselbeck said. But the most interesting thing is how did Rex Ryan keep a straight face during this entire charade? Can you imagine what Rex Ryan's emails and texts look like? The man has a foot fetish. You remember that about Rex Ryan? He has a foot fetish. You think his emails, texting, and talking about the significance of Big Feet, you think he does any of that? 
Here's, here's the more important question that I, I literally pondered all weekend. Are we, black men, are we so fragile that Gruden's opinion on Smith's enormous lips can reduce us to tears? I'm just not that fragile. The opinion of white men just isn't that important to me. Gruden's email doesn't impact my life. I like my big lips. Love them. I'm not ashamed of them. I'm rather proud of them. Granted, my lips aren't as enormous as Smith's, but I've seen bigger ones, particularly on white women. Over the past decade, big lips have become quite popular. Women pay money for injections that enhance the size of their lips. Matter of fact, I'd love to see Angel jo Angelina Jolie and Dee Marie Smith hook up. They would make quite the couple. Whatever. Gruden's emails also doesn't tell me anything about what Gruden thinks of black men. Gruden thinks Smith is dumb. Gruden's eyes tell him Smith's lips are enormous. Those are justifiable opinions. In comparison to former NFL PA, PA Executive Director Gene Upshaw, I believe Smith is rather incompetent and stupid. The size of Smith's lips are not up for debate. As of today, I've yet to hear one former Gruden assistant coach or player say Gruden treated them in a racist fashion. Randy Moss has a rubber tongue. Moss and Clark come across like black Karens, busybodies who enthusiastically call the thought police to report misdemeanor verbal crimes as felonious assaults. You have to wonder how they survived inside NFL locker rooms with this kind of razor thin skin. Or maybe the only way for a black man to survive at ESPN is to abandon all semblance of masculinity. Well, now Randy Moss wants to beat me up. Hopefully I'll survive that. Uh, so we keep it moving. And on Tuesday, whoo, I talked about John Gruden getting fired and he got fired because he broke seven of the 10 woke commandments. Listen to this fire starter. Uh, based on New York Times reporting, John Gruden broke at least seven of the woke religion's 10 commandments. His damnation to unemployment and disgrace was inevitable. He's a sinner cast into the fiery hell of cancel culture. The woke religion disavows forgiveness and mercy. The woke cult prefers retribution for thought crimes. Gruden is a high-profile symbol of the consequences of disobedience to the woke. Monday night, he resigned from his position as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. He resigned amid an investigation into private emails he wrote while working for ESPN as its lead broadcaster on Monday Night Football. Gruden frequently emailed Bruce Allen, an executive with the Washington football team at the time. The NFL has been investigating Washington owner Dan Snyder's football team for a couple of years. During the course of its review of emails of Washington employees, the league discovered Gruden's emails to Allen. 
The emails were written over the course of about 10 years and seemingly stopped in 2018 when Gruden left the broadcast booth to become head coach of the Raiders. Late last week, while DeMarie Smith faced a vote regarding the future of his tenure as executive director of the NFL Players Association, the Wall Street Journal reported that Gruden wrote an email to Allen that called Smith dumb and ridiculed Smith's big lips. Corporate media quickly framed Gruden's lip comment as racist. Smith just as quickly framed himself as a victim of a race crime and garnered the necessary votes to stave off a removal as executive director. What a coincidence. But let's review the seven woke commandments Gruden violated with his emails, according to the New York Times. Uh, number one, thou shalt not disparage Barack Obama. The Times revealed Gruden criticized President Obama during his 2012 re-election campaign. This is an explosive, a really explosive revelation. A U.S. citizen criticized a presidential candidate? Stop the presses! Oh my God! Barack Obama was criticized while running for president. Can you believe it? I mean, unreal! Gruden wasn't done there, though. He violated a second woke commandment. Thou shalt not push back against the Big Lips Matter movement. Big Lips Matter is the DeMaurice faction of the Black Lives Matter movement. Many white women, particularly Instagram models and the actress Angelina Jolie, passionately support Big Lips Matter. Number three. Thou shalt not question hiring practices based on sexual and gender identity. Rudin apparently felt NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell overstepped his authority when he pressured former Rams coach Jeff Fisher to draft Missouri defensive end Michael Sam because Sam is queer. Gruden also isn't a fan of, isn't a fan of the NFL's policy of microwaving fast-tracking women through the referee process so the league can have more female refs. Complained about that. I would imagine a lot of coaches have complained about that. That's pretty pervasive throughout the NFL, those complaints, but again, you can't say it out loud or you can't even say it in private in an email. Uh, number four, thou shalt not disagree with national anthem protesters. Gruden, said that Eric Reed, you remember Callan Kaepernick's BFF? Said that Eric Reed should be fired. I mean, oh my God. Someone was upset with Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick and the national anthem protesters. I had no idea. I thought all the coaches in the NFL all agreed with that. I'm just shocked that John Gruden privately thought that that, that was stupid. And he said that while being, uh, privately, while being a broadcaster for ESPN. How dare he think that? Uh, number five, thou shalt not look fondly upon bare female breasts. Gruden and his male friends exchanged pictures of topless women via email. Now, I've been told that most men do this via text string. 
That's what I've been told. I know nothing about this. I don't know any man that would be sharing topless photos of, of women, particularly attractive women. If they were showing pictures from National Geographic, I would get it. You can pass those around via texturing, via email. That's all very educational and healthy. But attractive women, topless, with big firm breasts, resting comfortably and, and perky, perhaps excited nipples, that I could never see a man sharing via email or text. I certainly know I wouldn't do it. I, I mean, but I'm kind of approved. So I don't have anything like that on my phone. Uh, number six, thou shalt not speak honestly about Joe Biden. Gruden called Biden a nervous, clueless P word. Seems very harsh to me. President Biden has never seemed nervous to me. He seems sedated. So I have no idea that calling him nervous, I think is really out of bounds and out of line. And I could see why people are upset. Number seven, thou shalt not defend football. Gruden complained that Goodell's safety policies were an overreaction and made mothers fear allowing their sons to play football. I gotta say, of all the sins that Gruden committed, of all the commandments he violated, this is the one that I was happiest to learn about, and I was a bit surprised. I don't know if people remember this, but when Gruden was on Monday Night Football and he got all wrapped up with Sean McDonough and that Monday Night Football broadcast, they, I think it was during a Steelers-Bengals game, they complained about the brutality of football, and I was like, oh my God, ESPN has created a, a Monday Night Football broadcast booth that is bothered by football's violence and they've trapped John Gruden into going down this path, this lane, along with Sean McDonough, who can't stand football, and was only there because he was some sort of diversity and inclusion hire. But anyway, so I was glad to see that Gruden is actually sane and knows that Roger Goodell and all these safety protocols uh, have been a complete overreaction and they're ruining the game and they're killing the lifeblood of football by uh, scaring the hell out of mothers and mothers not wanting their sons to play football. I'm actually glad to know John Gruden. And it, it, does, it does surprise me, but it doesn't really surprise me. He's a football coach. He knows what the game is about. But the hypocrisy of people cheering Gruden's cancellation is what's really breathtaking. These same people were quiet when actor Michael Rapoport aired out NBA star Kevin Durant's homophobic, profane, misogynistic, and threatening direct messages. You, you guys remember this? This was just back in April. Remember, they were going back and forth over Instagram and Michael Rapoport aired it all out. I'm consistent on all of this stuff. Durant and Gruden have a right to privacy and the right to express opinions polite society finds abhorrent. Durant apologized, the NBA fined Durant $50,000, and everyone moved on. That's what should have happened to John Gruden. 
But we must remember, Gruden is white. He's a white man. He's one of these guys that Randy Moss and others worship. He's held to a much higher standard of accountability than black men. Of course, this is racist, but the woke religion allows for and promotes racism. It also loves double standards. The NFL recently announced that rappers Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Eminem will star in the league's Super Bowl halftime show. Dre, Snoop, M have a catalog of music that makes Gruden's emails sound like a Sunday school lesson. Gruden's private emails make him unfit to work on the NFL's platform. Meanwhile, a collection of pornographic and profane rappers are the perfect choice to showcase on popular culture's largest platform. The NFL's lack of self-awareness is stunning. Roger Goodell is the worst commissioner in the history of professional sports. The NFL has no guiding principles and no moral compass. It's led by the woke cult and social media. If you remove the crass words and interpret the message, that's what John Gruden was really complaining about in his emails the NFL's lack of leadership and direction. Will be interesting to see if Gruden bends his knee and converts to the woke religion. Will he join all the other closeted men in modern America? That closet is filled with millions of heterosexual Christian men who now live in shame of their values and beliefs because the alphabet mafia will damn them to hell on earth. That's what's going on. Yeah, so John Gruden got canceled. Mm, I don't feel good about it. Wednesday, I was wrote something inspiring and talked about something inspiring. Kyrie Irving, Dave Chappelle, Kwame Brown. Real men are coming out of the closet and standing on principle. I lit a fire trying to inspire men who are not for hire. How about that? I just made that up. Listen to this. Men are coming out of the closet. Black men. NBA star Kyrie Irving. Comedic superstar Dave Chappelle. Former NBA player turned YouTuber Kwame Brown. Black men are escaping the cages that the matriarchy, the LGBTQ movement, and liberal orthodoxy constructed to tame, house, and emasculate us over the last six decades. You guys remember back in July, I wrote a column, I did a fire starter that touched on the 1965 Moynihan Report, the Negro family, the case for national action. Daniel Patrick Moynihan worked in President Johnson administration, the Moynihan Report argued that America needed to fortify the black family by investing in the black man. President Johnson initially supported the Moynihan Report. He pulled his support when leftist activists and the mainstream media framed Moynihan's research and solution as racist. The smearing of Moynihan and his report allowed President Johnson to pivot to his Great Society initiative, 
which funneled money toward women and non-traditional single-parent families. The full-scale emasculation of American men began with the rejection of the Moynihan Report. Black men were on the front lines. We were the first casualties, the initial conquest, the original men forced to apologize for the sin of maleness and masculine values. We were taught to closet our true nature, accept roles subservient to black women, and remake the church into an institution that serves the matriarchy and the politics of Democrats. The mission accomplished flag, that's been flying the top black men for a solid 40 years. We've been castrated and emasculated. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are in the process of raising that same mission accomplished flag over white men. Men, traditional ones with biblical values, have been made to feel ashamed of their beliefs, their nature, and the responsibilities God prescribed for them in the gospel. We're trapped in the closet. When we're out in public spaces, we adhere to the principles and sensibilities prescribed by the Church of Silicon Valley and Big Tech. Twitter, Facebook, Google, Instagram, YouTube, etc. They disciple us and dictate our behavior. That's why I'm so happy and inspired that Kyrie Irving, Dave Chappelle, and Kwame Brown have come out of the closet as real men. I'm hoping it's a trend. I'm hoping it will give other men the courage to come out of the closet as men. Irving is risking nearly $200 million with his decision to fight the NBA's vaccine policies. The Nets have banned him from their facilities until he takes the jab. Irving's non-compliance could be the most courageous form of athletic civil disobedience since Muhammad Ali refused induction into the United States military. It's not just the financial risks Irving is taking. Like Ali, he's defying the establishment. He's disobeying the ruling government doctrine. He's taking an unpopular position and inviting mainstream media ridicule. Irving is standing against medical tyranny and standing for American freedom. Unlike LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick, and the other China-beholden American influencers, Irving isn't crowdsourcing his actions through Twitter's rigged algorithms. The same goes for Dave Chappelle. His latest Netflix comedy special, The Closer, shredded the feminist and LGBTQ movements. When the instruments used to cage and emasculate men attacked Chappelle for his routine, Dave Chappelle didn't back down. He called them out by name. He said, and I'm quoting, F Twitter, F NBC News, ABC News, all these stupid ass networks, I'm not talking to them, I'm talking to you. This is real life. That's what Chappelle told an audience in Los Angeles. <laughs> Chappelle's courage is infectious. He's allowing men, comedians in particular, to come out of the closet. Comedic legend Damon Wayans told TMZ this, quote, I feel like Dave freed the slaves, the comedians. 
We were slaves to PC culture. And as artists, he's Vincent Van Gogh. He, he's cut off his ear and he's trying to tell us it's okay. It's okay to be a man, a heterosexual one, a Christian man, a religious man, a masculine man. It's okay to see yourself as a provider, a protector, a leader, a conqueror. Don't feel any pressure to tap into your feminine side, to believe men can get pregnant or there's virtue in wearing a dress. Do you, they're doing them. Why don't you man up and do you? That's what Kwame Brown has been doing in 2021. Brown, the former number one draft pick, unleashed his masculine energy on podcasters and former NBA players Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Brown, tired of being ridiculed publicly as a bust and challenged his critics on his YouTube platform. Brown was raw and profane and occasionally menacing, but he attracted a large audience because he was authentic. He's a good old boy from the South who delivers a message of self-responsibility and a traditional role for men. He's not homophobic. He's just not gonna apologize for being a traditional man. He's not trying to display his emotional side. Emotion undermines logic and masculinity. That's why I was so disappointed to see Randy Moss on national television crying about an email that included a derogatory comment about the size of DeMarie Smith's enormous lips. Moss has no idea that he's playing an emasculated role designed for black men 60 years ago. He swallowed the entire BLM, LGBTQ, CRT, alphabet mafia narrative arc that the black man is incapable of being the man God designed. I reject that and all who believe it. 60 years ago, the founders of the alphabet mafia removed the black man from his family, which did unprecedented damage to the black boy and established a black culture dominated by women and ruled by emotion. The white man and his family are next on the chopping block. The process has already begun. The only solution is for men to come out of the closet and join Kyrie, Chappelle, and Kwame and join this fearless army that we've started right here. All right, Kyrie, Dave Chappelle, that's the leadership we need. Uh, moving on to Thursday, Katie Couric, the former Today Show host, she admitted that she tried to protect Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but she was really protecting the narrative that, you know, black people are all victims and Colin Kaepernick's the greatest thing in the world. I started a blaze around Katie Couric. She's a fraud. Take a listen. Katie Couric, she confessed she's an enemy of the people. In her soon-to-be-released memoir, the former Today Show host disclosed she edited an interview with Ruth Gator Ginsburg to protect the then 83-year-old Supreme Court justice from public backlash. 
During a 2016 interview, Ginsburg made the mistake of sharing her true feelings about national anthem kneeler Colin Kaepernick. Ginsburg told Keurig that Kaepernick and his allies were showing, quote, contempt for a government that has made it possible for their parents and grandparents to live a decent life, which they probably could not have lived in the places they came from. Mm, end quote. Uh, Keurig cut those remarks out of the story she published in Yahoo News. She said she did so to protect Ginsburg because Ginsburg was elderly and likely didn't understand Keurig's question. Mm, that seems curious. Ginsburg was a working member of the Supreme Court at the time. Her job was to understand, interpret, and rule on complex legal matters. But she was too old to make sense of Kaepernick's lunacy. That seems incongruent, incompatible. She's working for the Supreme Court but she's too old to interpret the thoughts or the questions of Katie Couric. Are you kidding me? I'm not too old to comprehend why Couric and her editors chose to protect Ginsburg. Corporate media is all in on promoting racial division, political division, and division division. Corporate media is the enemy of the people and America. Corporate media does not want American citizens to realize we have common beliefs and values that bind us. Most rational Americans, whether left or right, white or black, Jew or Gentile, believe we're lucky to live in America. Keurig's story did not protect Ginsburg. The story used several quotes that made Ginsburg's position on Kaepernick quite clear. It quoted Ginsburg calling the protest dumb and disrespectful. You know what Keurig protected? She protected the prevailing corporate media narrative that only a racist, white-wing political conservative would argue that American blacks are better off in this country than in our so-called homelands. And I said so-called homelands purposely because a lot of people are unaware of the history that many of us were already here long before some of us were brought from Africa. So our so-called homelands in Africa, that's an inconvenient truth no one wants to discuss. There are 54 countries on the African continent that's 54 different locations for the American dissatisfied to relocate. How about Nigeria? I hear it's great there in the summer. The Sudan, they say the fishing is awesome there. Ghana, I've heard good things about the food. Morocco, housing prices are affordable right now. You can get some good bargains. Somalia, Best strip clubs on the continent. That's what I've been told. Kenya, amazing sushi bars. Any of you guys wanna try those out? Oh, there's a few of us that will visit a handful of the countries. 
There's a number willing to relocate permanently. That number is minuscule. You couldn't get Al Sharpton, Ben Crump, LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick, Randy Moss to leave America with the promise of a dozen virgins, a billion dollars, and an endless supply of Hennessy and weed. They wouldn't take that deal. Ginsburg thought the exact same thing as a typical Trump supporter. American black people's African ancestors suffered an unspeakable atrocity, chattel slavery and their descendants are experiencing the benefits produced by that suffering. And there were benefits produced. I'm living proof of it and so are you. I thank God that my ancestors weathered the storm and made America live up to the promises made in the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights. When you hear the national anthem, that's what you should think about. All of the people who suffered and died so that you would have the right to live free in the land of opportunity. Our system of government and the Judeo-Christian values established in Western civilization created the greatest country man has known. The New York Times 1619 project won't change that fact. Neither will critical race theory, nor will Black Lives Matter, the LGBTQ movement, radical feminist, or the squad. Ginsburg told Keurig that Kaepernick could love it or leave it. She told him to go back to Africa or go find his alleged black daddy and cry on his shoulder. She channeled her inner Donald Trump. Ginsburg said what most of us believe. She definitely gave voice to what our actions reveal about, about us. We love America, all of us, black, white, brown, and everything in between. The people pretending that America's narrative arc bends towards racial injustice are making that argument to seize power and money. They're frauds. Katie Couric is a fraud. She's an enemy of the people. She doesn't see herself that way, but she is. So is everyone who chooses deceit over truth. Deceit is the promotion of death, whether you're lying to yourself or lying to the public. Earlier this morning, I saw a story promoted on Twitter that said the see-through outfit Lizzo wore to Cardi B's birthday party stole the show. This 300 pound woman shows up to a party in a see-through dress showing all of her blubber and she stole the show. W what was the show? The Boondocks? Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids? What was the show? This is what they call a little polite white lie. It's a polite promotion of a death lifestyle. The American media and big tech social media apps are trying to tell fat people like me that we're perfectly healthy and normal. It's a freaking lie and everybody knows it. 
The media are lying to us. You, can, you can't sustain a democracy or promote justice on a foundation of lies. You might feel like the police are randomly killing scores of black men. Your feelings aren't facts. Your feelings lie. It feels good to Katie Couric and all the other guilt-ridden white liberals to feed black people an endless supply of lies and half-truths. Watching black people die feels good to them. The lucky ones, like George Floyd, get statues, memorials, and multi-million dollar payouts to their survivors. All right, so uh, we ended the week on the highest of all high notes, had a long, hour-long discussion with uh, Kwame Brown, uh, but started off, framed that discussion around ESPN, Emasculated Sports Personality Network. Kwame, he's not emasculated. Uh, but anyway, we, I talked about The Crying Game, ESPN's you know new movie, The Crying Game. Emasculated Sports Personality Network. Here you go. The, the sports space has been overtaken by the matriarchy and by a feminine energy. And that's why I call ESPN the Emasculated Sports Personalities Network. The Emasculated Sports Personalities Network. And that network, ESPN, has launched its first movie. And it's been going for the past year, uh, and it's called The Crying Game. Everybody over at ESPN is crying. And, you know, it, it starts with a friend of mine, Kirk Herbstreet. Uh, I like and respect Kirk. You know, I, I, before me and Randy Moss had this recent beef where he's threatening to beat me up, I halfway like Randy Moss. Uh, Ryan Clark, I don't really have an opinion on. I, I know he loves to play the tough guy role and uh, you know he's, he's ESPN's resident tough guy and he likes to threaten Marcellus Wiley or anybody that questions him and he'll, at some point maybe he'll question me. Maybe it's on, on site with Ryan Clark, but uh, between Herb Street, Moss, and Ryan Clark, the crying has to stop. The crying game has to end. The emasculated uh, sports personalities network has to return the balls to all of their male personalities. They may have to remove some of these women from the set who host these shows and inject that estrogen and that feminine energy into every conversation. And basically everybody sits down at a desk and whoever the female host is says, all right guys, hand me over your balls. I'm gonna hold them until we're off TV. That's gotta stop. And that's why I'm calling these guys out. I saw Maria Taylor put uh, Kirk Herbstreet in a spot. I just saw Sam Ponder last week and we've been talking about last Sunday. Oh Randy, how can the Raiders play? Oh, they've got such heavy hearts. John Gruden said, DeMora Smith has big lips. I just don't know how they could play. Randy, come cry on my shoulder. All that BS has to stop. 
the Emasculated Sports Personalities Network has to be checked. The crying game that they've instituted. Do we have the clip of, of all the crying, all the, t the tears for jeers group? All, do, do we have that clip? And so you can't relate to that if you're white, but you can listen and you can uh, try to help because this is not okay. It's just not. Thank you for everybody that reached out to me. And um, like, I know it's getting better, but it's not better, better yet and better for everybody. And, um, you know, like we just gotta keep, you know, staying together, man, and just doing what we can. Shit. And for us to be moving back and not forward in 21st century, like I said, man, National Football League, this hurts me. The clock is ticking, man. I'm I sorry. I got balls enough for all these guys that have been emasculated. You come on this show fearless. There's no uh, woman that's going to be sitting here saying, hey, guys, give me your balls. You get to keep your balls. And this entire show and endeavor, and again, it's why I'm having Kwame on. I'm trying to inspire men to stand up and be men. I'm trying to build a fearless army. And it's not just the personalities. I'm actually talking directly to you. Are you man enough to be fearless? Because if you're not, you're going to continue to be castrated and emasculated in this society. They're going to continue to put you in a closet. If you're not man enough, if you're not fearless enough to stand up. And so for those of you watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock, hop in those comments, hop in the live chat, hit the likes button. But also I need you to put in the live chat in the, in the, in the, in the comments that you're man enough to join the fearless army. You're man enough to be inducted into a fearless army. And for the ladies watching, I need you to be woman enough to say you're going to support these fearless men as we attempt to take this country back from the people that are emasculating and castrating traditional men. We got to put the emasculated sports personalities network on notice that we're not taking this anymore. That black men just don't get to go run on TV and have a white woman say dance or cry and then they fall apart because John Gruden sent an email. Man up. We're living in that time for people to man up. If you're not willing to man up, go sit in the corner somewhere, get off TV, uh, go play house somewhere. Go pretend like you're down for, oh my God, if someone says they're transphobic or they're trans or whatever, I'm down with that and we must support the trans community. And again, I'm not anti-trans, but th this little, uh, well, hell, maybe I am because this whole little thing of a, however I feel, that's who I am, I'm calling bullshit on that. I'm not remaking the world because someone feels like a woman, because some biological man feels like a woman. I'm not 
going to sit here on the sidelines and watch them say, oh, yeah, little boy, you can go compete against these girls, steal their joy, their accomplishments. I'm not sitting on the sidelines and just taking that. And if that offends someone, I don't care. They don't care if their point of view offends me. I don't care if mine offends them. Great week of shows. Hope you're not somewhere off crying. Uh, hope your you know, real men are out there. You got to join the fearless army. Hit that subscribe, hit that like, leave a comment, support our sponsors, goodranchers.com slash fearless. Get some of that good American farm-raised beef and chicken and seafood. Support the people, Built Bars, uh, Express VPN. Support the sponsors who are supporting me and a point of view that supports America. All right, I'll see you next week.